Ladies and gentlemen of both Facebook World and and uh, what's the other one with the play button? YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Blade uh, Talk, where we just hang around and talk crap with other knife makers. At least today we have a topic. Let me introduce you to the guys. Yeah, we've got Mister Jan Laidback Vol in the top right corner. That one, no crap. That one there, left is right, right is left. Uh, we have got Mr. Alan Heineken Mitchell. <laughs> I can't do this, man. Yeah, Stuart is pointing him out. And then we've got Mr. Stuart, the Red Roman Smith. <laughs> oh, the Red African. Sorry, it's not a Red Roman. All right, gentlemen. Okay, so I did say uh, each of you should prepare a joke. Um, and then I uh, happened to tell Stuart that uh, I want this episode only to be a half an hour. And he said he's going to use that as his joke. So, dude, I've just taken that away from you. So I hope you have a second one. Oh, I've got a funny <laughs> right, one. So, we're going to start this thing. We're going to kind of try to run with it. But I'm going to just throw a topic and I'm going to let you guys talk. Right? Uh, we're not going to do music. All right. So the main thing here is... Uh, Talking about, and let me just get this on screen there, uh, talking about maker tips, techniques, marketing, and then the lockdown blues and other crap. So pretty yeah. much anything that goes. Yeah, I know that Jan has got a, a freaking hell. Jan has got a, a fairly cool uh, a tip that he wants to share with us in regards to uh, um, getting bolsters to sit nice and flat. It's probably <clears> the <throat> only guy, oh crap, the <laughs> only guy that actually prepared anything. Yeah, Alan, did you? Yeah, actually yeah. No, sorry, sorry. See, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's 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 good. Good. <laughs> it's all right. So uh, let's, let's start with this. I'm going to open up uh, the thing for comments. Yeah, we've already got uh, nine guys uh, asking questions. Yeah, and then just uh, I'll put them on screen so you guys can uh, can just have a look at them. Um, and then ask, what time is it right now in South Africa? It is exactly two minutes past five, brother. Ah, and there we see you. This is the community just jumping in and answering the question because we're talking crap. And then uh, in Australia, it's exactly 12. Dude. It's five in the morning there. Barely 11 a.m. <laughs> Excellent, man. All right. Uh, Garth, how's it going, buddy? Uh, we've got Nick up here. How's it going? We've got uh, Lindley in. <laughs> the guys are just climbing it. All right, so um, let, let's get this party started, man. Uh, Peter, how's it going? Jack is in. Uh, how's it going, Jack? And then you've got your Hun in as well. Um, so uh, let's do marketing. Jan. Um, now, I yes. chatted with you earlier in the week. Um, and well, it was actually earlier today, and he mentioned that he's got uh, no time for doing internet marketing. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. What, what was your uh, solution to this lot? I basically approached the company who does marketing for me. Uh, I use DMS uh, Digital Marketing. They go on to Facebook, Instagram, start doing all that, uh, remake my website. Um, I basically provide them with photos and video clips and so on, and they they do it for me because uh, I just don't have time. I'm a full-time dad, so I need to look after the kids, especially now with this lockdown. <clears throat> so there's really no time for me to do that as well. It's full-time as it is. Um, so, yeah. So you manage to make knives part-time, is that it? Basically, yes. I, I moved from full-time to part-time now again. <laughs> Excellent. All right, man. So, how long have you got? Uh, have had uh, this? I've got. Have got. Have had. Uh, okay. So I just ran out of English. Um, let me just retop up. How long have you had this company doing uh, your your uh, social media for you? And what platforms are they covering? It's, uh, about a month not, uh, now. They're yeah. using Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they have website. A couple of websites they use. Um, I haven't got a okay. Twitter account yet, but I presume we're going to use that as well as we continue. Uh, everything's no, on no, the beginning. Instagram plugs make a lot of sense. Say again? 
I said, your Instagram posts make a lot of sense now because you were referring to yourself in the third person, which was a bit odd. So it makes sense now <laughs> somebody else was doing it. He's doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not me going crazy. It's, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> I like referring to myself in the third person. I am the king of Dragon Ball, right? Well, there you go. Oh. So me and the other two guys on my head are agreeing. If you don't refer to yourself as uh, in the third person during the entire course of uh, this broadcast, then, uh, well, there, there shall be a punishment. I don't know what it is yet, but there shall have to be a punishment. an hour. That's if I have an hour. Can I ask social media. Media. What, You're talking, who are you using and how much is it costing you? <laughs> it's DMS Digital Marketing that I'm using. At this yeah. stage, we're still in trial and error and see, so I can't give you exact amounts what, what it's costing me now. Um, yeah. But yeah, eventually, we will, there will be a package and I can refer people to them to use it as well. Okay, so you are currently the guinea pig. Basically, yes. Because yeah. I've got a group of young guys who uh, are starting out their marketing company. They've done marketing for a bunch of people. Uh, one of them happens to be my nephew. And um, they've got a lot of skill. I've seen their work. And I want to sign up with them. But uh, they're also, in the beginning, they want to start to work, work our way up so that, that both they and me can make some money with um, correct marketing. And they're going to produce you some cool YouTube videos for me. And um, they they also go insofar as to control your Instagram. They control your YouTube. They control your Facebook. And uh, they basically do all the work. All you have to do is make knives and take photographs, which I think is really cool. But yes. it's it, it's not cheap. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, expensive exercise, the figures one is talking about and so forth. But yeah, I mean, I'm... Um, the privileged position that we are testing it and seeing where it's going and if it works and what we do need to do to uh, you guys get are better Alan. results. Hey, you're boring. I Alan was walking out. You're bored already. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I'm paying attention. You see, I got to. I, I, I don't like the handing over the marketing thing to other people only because I don't really do any marketing, but. But I don't, I, I, you know, I've known mates that have done that and they spent a lot of money on a monthly basis. And at the end of the day, they said, we didn't really see anything for it. Because I yeah. think at some point, it, like, it loses the personality of who you are as a knife maker and it becomes something as generic sales fronting, which I don't think a lot of people cut not to or really enjoy that much. So I don't know. I don't know so much. I wouldn't go that route just based on the conversations I've had with other people that have done it. Um, yeah, you lose something in it. My personal feel is that, well, it is uh, you that you are selling. Uh, the product that you manufacture is just the end result of a story that you're telling. Um, and if you think back, uh, man, for the last odd 11 years, I've heard Master Smith, Kevin, and Heather Harvey hammering this into every single knife maker. You're not selling a knife. You're selling a story. You're selling a lifestyle. You're selling a, 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 a smell, a feeling that is evoked by that piece that you're making. You, you are selling that personal connection between you and the piece that you created. And no one can um, do that for you. They can assist you in doing it, but you can't do it yourself. Uh, you have to do it yourself. That, that's just my... An example of successful uh, uh, marketing is Alex Steele. Now, when Alec does his project builds, granted it's not the, 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 the crux of his business, making knives and swords, that's the entertainment part of his business. He actually has a, a shop now that he runs and all that. But because he's so popular, when he makes something, there's a queue of people on the internet waiting to buy that thing, okay? And <laughs> the result of that queue of people, uh, when he auctions off, like I think the, the one sword went for, I don't know, was it like, like $4,000 or something. I, know, I mean, so if you just put incredible. perspective, that, that's the letter that I uh, went over there and we made this letter with Josh Smith and uh, uh, Will and Alec. Um, my stilettos normally sell between $1,200 and $1,400 each. Um, he sold that yeah. thing for 14 no, no, 12, 12.4, so uh, $12,400 in 45 minutes. 
Yeah, but keep in mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. is an entertainer, and he spent seven years building that audience so that he yeah. can actually market and sell to it. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying is he's built himself a personality. I mean, even Will now, he's made, he handmade that knife. Now, he can sell that for far more because people want to be part of the process. People know Will. They want to be associated with him. Somebody wants to say, I've got this knife that I've purchased. You can go on YouTube and watch this video. So you're increasing yeah, the, the value of your increasing the popularity. The difference between what knife makers are doing and, uh, for instance, what Alec and Will is doing. Uh, Will spends... Yeah three hours per day live broadcasting via Instagram. Three yeah. hours a day, he is engaging with his audience. And those guys, because he's talking to them, because he's the, the guys feel like they're friends, yeah? Um, I mean, two nights ago, three nights ago, um, Friday night, sorry, Friday night, um, Henning Wilkinson was having a huge chat with him. Um, and I climbed yeah. in there and I just confused everyone, uh, calling heat treatment tempering and tempering heat treatment and uh, giving advice, wrong advice on hand sanding and, you know, do what I do. Uh, yeah. and, and, but it, because of that personal connection he has with his audience, and if you know, you know, you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Um, I mean, that guy spent the first, I think it's 12 years of his working career answering every single direct message that he got. Um, if he asked a question online with with uh, guys, he spent hours answering questions, um, engaging with the audience, and that's the big thing that well, I'm personally not doing. So, if it's on Instagram, if I get a comment, I'll just little hearted, 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 hearted. Unless someone asks me a direct question, then I will get into it. And there's those guys that you connect on a personal level that are now the guys that are in the stream. You understand? It's not necessarily meaning that that guy is going to buy a knife from me. But it might be that he's in a financial spot. He likes what I'm doing. And he reckons, hey, buddy, there we go. Done. I mean, That's doing that, just taking the time to stick up a camera and point it to you while you're working and just talk to the – for me, usually it's no more than – I think the most I've ever had is 25 people on a stream, you know. Yeah, and uh, when the number jumps above 20, I'm like, ooh, exciting. And then We are at 29 at the moment, man. Say again? <laughs> We're at 39. Yeah, so and now celebrities are coming in. Philip, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Philip, how are you, my man? <laughs> and Philip, on that point, right? He has just yeah. started a YouTube channel. Yeah. And I am proud to say that I was his first subscriber and his first comment. Yeah? Okay. Cool. Nice. Dude, you rock it. He's currently building a little recording studio and or video studio, editing studio, little mm. recording. Um, and it's him and his daughter that's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that princess kick your ass, buddy, live. Yeah, yeah. A rectal match. That's how you start the channel. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll see you more. Jan, yes. Get this back on the track. Right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I've made a quick drawing. Yeah, I just want to see if you. Uh... Basically, right, right, you see. Okay. Basically, when you, after flattening the bolster and your ricasso, when fitting it, you counter grind, uh, bore the, the, uh, in the inside of the ball before you uh, rivet the bolster to the blade. Then you get a nice yeah. flush with the bolster against the ricasso. That's a quick tip. Excellent. You understand? Yeah. Now, strangely enough, strangely enough, when I did my first course with Kevin Harvey, when he was in Goldie City, I made a full tank knife with a bronze bolster and a blackwood handle. And he taught me how to do that. And I've, now that you're pointing that out, I'm shocked that people don't do that. I had no yes. idea that the vast majority of novice knife makers have no idea that you have to put that little chamfer in the top to help rivet your damn yes. bolsters on. Yeah, because so the, the pin... That's how I thought it was done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you don't. Right, so how many of you guys yeah. actually, uh, um, when you drill a hole, countersink the hole through the blade? When uh, you drill no, a hole no. through your blade, I was taught as a rule, because a ninety degree angle, whether it's in a shoulder, yeah. in a tank transition, any oh, yeah. ninety degree angle, can potentially cause a stress fracture. Yeah. So every single yeah. hole I drill through my blade, yeah, I sham for the edge. Yeah, I'm anal. Well. 
Yeah, and I've, I've lost my students if they just drill a hole and just walk away from the drill and with not, not even looking like they're going to that countersink. I'm going, what the even fuck, the where are you going, dude? And I lose my shit completely. I Alan, just hear blah, just... blah, 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 blah. You guys spoke too fast. Why did I suddenly switch places with Stuart? Uh -huh. What happened there? Because I felt like playing the other little stuff. Okay. I like being, we like being in control. Fuck, we're all going to be hand sanding for an hour, it looks like. All <laughs> <laughs> right, so Alan, when you drill through holes, yeah, well, when yeah. you drill through holes, when you drill your tangs, do you counter the, the uh, uh, hole through the tang? You know, I've got to say that I they don't. I'm sorry, man. I, I don't want to make anyone irate. I don't, you know, I don't want to upset anyone. But I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, man. Really, I'm sorry. Um, what what I do do is I, you know, um, I say a little prayer of the blade and I say, please don't break when someone needs to use it. So, <laughs> and that's worked for me. So I've been happy with that. But I will jump for those holes from now on, damn it. And I'll stop praying over my blade. And hopefully it'll be right. But it's never no, no, worked no. for me so far. So, you know. And we, we did say, look, they, they, all right, I'm, I'm going to move the topic again. Um, this 48 hour dagger build off, right? If you didn't realize this by now, that was one of the, the biggest. Uh, Sam, we're going to get to you now, man. Um, that was one of the biggest marketing stunts we've done so far in the last odd six, seven months. Yeah. So the guys that played with um, 51 knife makers competing or playing with all over the world. Uh, I've spoken to about 17 of them, and their knives are either already sold or reserved, or there is someone kind of uh, negotiating the fact already. All right, which is the aim. We make the stuff to sell the stuff. Yeah. 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 Normally, a project takes to happen, and here the audience had time to see how a world class knife can be made within 48 hours. What really impressed me is the amount of new guys that came to the, the forefront. Guys yeah. that I, someone, I, I, I think I read it on your, your timeline, Stuart, where, you, where someone mentioned, I can't remember who mentioned this. It might be mm -hmm. someone else. It says, in the last two weeks since the 48-hour, well, in the last week since the 48-hour dagger build, there is mm -hmm. at least 20 new guys that he didn't even know made knives. Yeah. We're two full-time makers. Just popped out of the book and blue. I've, I don't even didn't even know these guys existed, which is awesome. Which is absolutely sure, awesome. See, it's good to see someone start with like an entry level, you know, blade as well, like a dagger, because you don't want to get you don't want to start with something really complicated because that could just make you yeah. lose. Dag daggers are really If they'd made a hunting knife, there would have been serious issues. Yeah. Yeah, there could have been problems. Someone, someone, someone may have said, "This is damn it, this is way too difficult. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm giving up knife making." But they took out <laughs> a simple, a simple symmetrical dagger. I mean, hollow ground symmetrical. Yeah, walk in the park. Can it be, eh? Yeah, 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 man. I can do that. And then uh, the guys came off of the the 48 hour dagger build in a nice hype. Because as far as I know, there's there's only two guys that that kind of didn't officially didn't make it. Um, uh, both ran into some serious issues, and uh, but anyway, we're not gonna work, but uh, let's call it 90% of everyone completed the challenge, which was brilliant. And I'm proud for everyone putting themselves out there and uh, doing this. Yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. Some of these guys have never haven't even sorry, Stu. I said, except for me, I have to remake my handle. No, but you finished the knife, you finished the challenge. That you said, you know what? I am not happy with the standard here. I'm going to redo no. it. Dude, I take my hat off to you. Seriously. Yeah. And that's going to lead us into a new thing. How often we as full-time professional makers actually fuck up. Yeah. But the other thing I want to lead into is these guys hyped up so much that they're now doing a 40, no, not a 48, a five-day sword build. And I said, no, well, I'm not hosting this. Jock Monger has, has underestimated his mathematical abilities. He said Monday midday to Friday midday, which is actually four days, not five days. Well, that's easier then. <laughs> well, I, I had a guy 
told me this today and he said, how do I plan this? I'm saying, well, if they give you five days, make sure you can do it in four because you're going to fuck up. This stuff is going to happen. Right? Make oh, sure yeah. you've got a quench tank long enough. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's building the quench tank tomorrow. I'm going, cool. Have you got a forge that's big enough? Yes, him and a mate is actually sharing a workshop. And they've now fabric cobbled the two forges together. And, uh, and I said, well, have you yeah. lit them? And he goes, no. And I said, well, light them and then let me know. Just stick a piece of mild, mild steel bar in there and see where the cold spot is. And they couldn't light them. No, because the flames keep blowing each other out. Yes. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's a bit of an issue. And they thought it was a simple thing. Um, another thing was, I'm going to ask them, look, what, what's the shortest blade you're making? No, they're both making katanas, which is cool. I don't think uh, that is actually doable above a rapier. Um, this guy down here actually made a oh, yeah. rapier. Yeah. I haven't, my balls well, haven't grown that big. Right. Uh, so, Alan, and I think I had the honor of holding on to it, and he was cocking on me when he's fluting the handle and blah, blah. No, that wasn't on the rapier, was it? That was on a sword cane. Oh, a sword cane. Dude, that, that was brilliant. Um, so, if you don't know Mr. Alan Mitchell, yeah, go and follow him, click on his name, and go and check what he does. He's, he's a freaking brilliant maker. And, and by the way, I never mentioned this. You realize that everyone in this live stream at the moment is uh, uh, South African, no, uh, makers this Guild of Southern Africa members. That's the oh, first yeah. time we've had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey. Okay. And we'll, we'll also have the treasurer in the house, <laughs> the Guild treasurer. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not treasure. I'm, I'm secretary. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let me take the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they gave me access to the bank account, but they said we'll keep an eye on you for a couple of years. Okay, you can be secretary. <laughs> Sorry, man. He's the secretary. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into a, a short thing. All I want to do is you guys just take man twenty seconds and tell the guys how long have you been doing this. What is your official status as a knife maker, whether it be full-time or part-time? And then what qualifications? I know that there's no official qualification. What institutions, professional institutions, do you belong to, if any? All right. Okay. Jan, you want to start the off? Okay, so on the spot, he was looking like he was falling asleep there. Yeah, yeah, So, Jan... No, full time is about 11 years now. Part time, right. about 20 years when I've been making knives. Um, well, my diploma, I have a diploma in national, uh, medical orthotics prosthetics. Um, I have a professional hunter certificate. Didn't really do it, but I did do the course and everything. Uh, I have a diploma in uh, um, Photoshop. Yeah, it's about what I have. <laughs> and okay, and uh, what institutions do you belong to? Do you belong to uh, what? Any knife clubs that you belong to? No, no. No, it's not. It's, it's well, just a guild. Just a knife maker. Just a guild. Just any small guild. Yeah, just a guild here, yes. See how he stopped himself in small, small knife clubs. <laughs> what, yeah, we, we don't really have it here. Yeah? We, we, we are so freaking small. <laughs> yeah, so where in the world are you? You're, you're in uh, Secunda. Yeah, I'm in Secunda, the Spally town. Where they uh, and that is fuel where for the country. Planet, so where in the planet? So you're on the African continent? Yeah, in, in South, South Africa. Africa the province Mpumalanga, it's about Mampara. two hours oh, yeah. drive from uh, Joburg, Pretoria, depending where you go from. <laughs> What's so funny, Stuart? <laughs> um, uh, okay, but anyway, right, so you're a full-time maker. You've been doing this for uh, since the Dead Sea just had a smart little corona cough um, and is yes. now dead. Um, so forever and a day. All right, so the advice mm -hmm. on tapering a little... Uh, bolster and tang, although your your sketch was not tapered on the tang. Um, guys ah. should really take that, that serious, yeah, because that is obviously a tip that you're using. Oh, yes, I use it every day when I make I when you it. actually make knives, but you're now, yeah, when you, I actually you know make knives and, and not running after two little little ones. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I use, yeah, question for you for marketing is what is the most important Instagram, Facebook, website? What do you think? 
So this is the question for me. Sorry, could you hear? Yeah. There you go, it's on the screen. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I, I think it's a combination of everything. I can't point one out that stands out for me. Um, so you reckon it's yeah. a bit of everything? Yeah? Yes. All right, so uh, I'm going to leave that one on there. So, uh, Alan, what's, what's your take on this? What is so, the most important um, website? Uh, the, well, Alan Mitchell would like to say that, um, um, you know, being quite a private person, I'm not like um, someone who throws myself into those things. Though. So I did I did Facebook for a while, and it, like, hey, it was like, ah, no. And then I did Instagram. Instagram was a lot of fun, and then I posted things. And then I like I decided that I can't take myself that seriously. I was like I was taking myself in the third person when I was posting things on Instagram, you know. I know, uh, dude. Alan it was made this design and wow, it's wonderful. And I thought, no, hang on a second, that's that's not me. Though. I can't take myself that seriously. And then I started making jokes. And then recording an Instagram thing is it's just fun. Like if I get ten views, twenty views, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's just fun. So and you've even tried so to bring your cat in there to boost the videos going viral. I've seen that. How did that worked, work out for you? Worked. When you follow, yeah, when you follow, Excellent. I'm happy with this. You know, it picked up. Excellent. Yeah. Maybe no, I can change that next time. The best thing about Alan's videos <laughs> is that he does them with such a deadpan face and uh, deadpan uh, uh, accent, South African accent. It's just so freaking hilarious. And even when he was being serious, he was funny as hell. <laughs> and then now we've I'm got uh, um, Jack saying that Jan beat him into the guild. Did you beat <laughs> up Jack Conan to join the guild? <laughs> what, what, what can I say? What can I say? Eh? <laughs> Here I introduced the best one in the group, right? The really soft-spoken one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys, uh, the previous uh, blade talk, uh, the guy that I mentioned that fell asleep with his spoon halfway to his mouth, <laughs> that's my mate, young boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been awake okay, so, for. Uh, how many hours yeah, have like we been awake? Stuart, I'm going to put you on the spot, buddy. What do you think about the, the website marketing thing? So what is the most important? I'm inclined to agree with Jan. It's definitely a combination of all three. Because if you just focus on Facebook, Facebook, if, you're not, if you don't know how to use it properly, it's a, it's a dead medium to try and sell things on Facebook. But I do a couple of sales through my fan page on Facebook, but not a hell of a lot. And I use it in tandem with Instagram, where I get a few sales. And on, I don't actually have a functional website right now, but it's, it's through mostly just those two social media mediums. I also have a private WhatsApp group for people who want to see what I'm doing. And uh, I've gotten a few orders from there. But just to nail one particular medium down is unreasonable, I think. I think you need to explore all the options and use them all because why drive a Ferrari if you're going to put all four tires on it, you know? I like that analogy. I do mm. like that. Although I, Ferraris won't work for me out on the farm, buddy. Unless it's the 4x4 <laughs> four four version. Yeah. But then I'd, I'd much rather go for a, I don't know. Uh, Here's a good analogy. He's beaten up old truck with a proper freaking American style V8 in there. Big ass tires. There you go. And it doesn't necessarily have to have brakes. I don't care about that. I'm going to get my minor birds are making a noise again. <laughs> All right, so um, Alan, I know for a fact. Ah, oh, I, I, yeah. I keep on pushing the wrong button. Sorry, man. Um, I know for a fact um, that I've gone onto your website and there's a brilliant one knife on there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a good knife, okay. buddy. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, so I would suggest my... that. <laughs> and 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 you so... you you run a a marketing company, don't you? No, no, software development. So I know I can go and redo the thing and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I'm actually a very private person. And and it's, it's a conundrum that I haven't solved. It's as a private person, how do I market myself on it, on, on the internet via social media? Dude, Challenge. what you have going, what you have going on, on Instagram is absolutely phenomenal. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. It is. 
it's got a hell of a following on Instagram. I mean, even my wife, I showed her the one video and she went and followed Alan. Tick, that's it. Done. <laughs> my wife good, doesn't good. follow anyone. Seriously. So, so, so I want to know what tips do, does Alan Mitchell have for every, for us today? Excellent. So, Josh, I actually have a tip. Hang on a second. Prepare yourself. Wait. Oh, he's going to be funny. No, it's not. No, no, no. This is not funny yet. <laughs> Done. And a glass. Hang on a second. Let me go back. So, so this is actually filled with acetone. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't drink the tin. And this is <laughs> what I use to actually pour it into. Because you know when you, you you're working with a knife or something and you get glue on your fingers and you're doing the glue up. When you've got whatever on your fingers, it makes it so much easier if you can just decant from a small gin bottle, which has got a cork in it, that stops it from evaporating into some wide-brimmed kind of glass receptacle. So you can clean your hands, you can dip bolsters in there. It just it just makes it a much 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 cleaner solution to me than pouring you know, with, um, acetone out of a five-liter bottle and then putting it on a rag and then using that to clean your hands. That's my tip. I, I hear what you're saying, and I like that idea, but I'm going to try it with the gin. <laughs> or just drink the gin while your hand is glued to your knife and do what everybody is telling you not to do and you can so what you do is you do that one of those like a cash crusaders and you buy something like this this is like a, it's like the coolest thing and every time I use it I'm always thinking oh, no. <laughs> it's not gin all you now need to do is get another bottle of that gin right remove the label from the acetone one. You know which one is the real stuff? Yeah. Yeah? And you, you can start off with the gin. So as soon as your hands get dirty, then you can top it up with acetone. But then you need to remember not to drink it. Yeah. Who the hell is dogs barking like that? All right. So, Stuart, have you got another joke? It is joke of the day time. Oh. Joke of the day. Okay. Yeah. All right, I, I'm in two minds. Either do a, a long joke or a short joke, but I'm going to go for the. I'm going to well, go for one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> I, I don't know if my jokes are too sophisticated for some people, but I think we're we're old enough to to appreciate the funniness of some of these things. I'll do a simple one. I won't do a long one. I'll save a long one for next time. We do a knock knock joke. So who's going to answer? I will. Uh, you will. Okay. So this is the Gestapo. Yeah, not, this is, okay. You know who the Gestapo okay. are, yes? We all know who these people are. Yes. Okay. So this is the Gestapo knock-knock joke. Okay. Knock-knock. Right. Who's there? Shut up! We ask the questions! <laughs> What was the knock knock joke I was trying to teach you earlier? Yeah, I forget already again. Was it uh, some spaceship somewhere? <laughs> so you've ruined the punchline. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Hello. No bell. No bell who? Uh, I said knock knock because you have no bell. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Groan. That's such a dead joke. <laughs> that is a dead joke. That's not a dead joke. <laughs> I'm going to tell the kids later they're going to love it. Okay, so I like I'll, I'll go one more for you. Comment here. Okay, shoot. Okay, um, I'll, I'll do it to Alan. Alan, you have to answer. Uh, this is the Irish knock-knock joke. You start. Okay. Knock-knock. <laughs> you start. Who's there? <laughs> ah, nailed it. Thank you. Successful joke executed. <laughs> I say you, uh, you should have prepared me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eric Al is saying that uh, he's just irritating the hell out of people on Facebook and they just buy to shut him up, which I like. I like that. I've tried that back. I can say from personal experience, it works, buddy. Just carry on. It, yeah. Uh, but I, I want to get back to that. Um, a website, unless you're selling, unless you've got a commerce engine in there, in other words, unless you're actually moving product, um, should be the de facto. Oh, we got some serious feedback. Hold on. I'm just going through muting mics at the moment. Okay, Stuart, the problem is on your side. Um, so, what, uh, what is it? Some serious sorry. feedback, man. There's a, your mind is. Sorry. I think there's a bird in your bed. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> No, if I don't have the mic in, I can't freaking hear anything. Knock, knock. Because that's... Who's there? Luke. Luke? Luke who? Luke, I am your father. No! That's where you've got all these photos... Professional photos of guys have taken, and that's one place where you can send a client to. So in other words, whatever marketing, marketing campaign you're running is to get the phone ringing, right? To get the orders yeah. running. But if a guy is on the fence and he wants to see what you've done in the past, that's where you send it. So I believe yeah. a website is, it is important. It doesn't have to be the world's best website. I mean, it can just be your name, Alan Mitchell, with a knife. I would suggest just adding a contact number on there. Yeah. Or another knife. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to because it's a good knife. Tell people, hey, this is, this is the I make, right? You either buy one or you don't want to buy one. There's going to be a problem if that guy wants that knife and you only made one. But, but and then you say, hey, a knife like that one, but it's not going to be the same. And then you can make anything. So that's the other question I had over here, though, is if you went around and we just went like this, going a second, no way, or the other way, in terms of knives, on average, you make every single year. Like, what is like an order of magnitude, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 50 to 100? Like, I make sub 10 knives, maybe 15 knives a year. Stu, how many a year a year, on average? Look, if you include the batches of pukos that I do, mixed with the custom knives, I reckon... Mm -hmm. Maybe 150 at the most a year. Jan, how many? Yeah. So I'm about the same. Maybe a little bit more, about 200 with me average a year. Depending what I do the, the, that year. I've seen some years you make way more like Boltong knives and hunting knives. I mean, obviously the numbers are higher. <clears throat> Other years you do tend to do more art knives. And it's a bit lower, but... We can work between 150 to 200 knives a year, give or take. Holy crap. Okay, so when I still did production blades, um, we averaged... No, it doesn't uh, count. It doesn't count. Yeah, between 1,000 <laughs> and 1,800 knives a year. Um, but then we only did four runs of six weeks each. Yeah, so the rest of the time we were just parking around doing farm stuff. Um, now that I am uh, full-time focusing only on the high-end stuff, um, I am, I've done three blades so far for the year since the beginning of the lockdown, which is when my year starts, because I've now yeah. decided that this is Niels van der Berg only, Black Dragon Forge takes a, 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 like a small, well, a large step back, the logo is still there. And we might yeah. still produce. Produce That's what? It. No. Um, it, we will now produce a blade specifically for uh, companies, other companies, that ask me ah, okay. to put their look on the blade. That I will still do. Yeah. Good but, deal. Uh, so, I no longer. So, I don't know. It's difficult to answer. So, I'm suspecting that taking 24, maybe 30 blades a year. That's what I want to do. Yeah, but you're focusing on more on high-end stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so my point is that changes your marketing focus. So so if you're doing the thousand knives a year, you, you have to have a website with all your models and your your 
purchase process and, and the entire sales platform runs from that because it's an electronic digital brochure. If Niels is now making 20 knives, then social media becomes really important, more so than a website, because now when he posts a knife and he's showing how it's being made, people are being drawn along that adventure and they get bought yeah, into yeah. it and they take a liking towards his personality and then they buy. So you know, yeah. Stu and, and, and Jan are in that weird spot where you, you're not generating the 1,000 knives a knife and you're not generating the 20 knives a knife, you're, you're doing 200 knives a knife. So your marketing platform would be a complete mix of everything though. And, and it would yeah. have to be like that though. Exactly. Yeah, sounds about right. And, yeah, I, think that's, that. yeah, and I think that's why you, you decided to go on uh, letting someone else um, at least set that up for you and run it for a while and then make a decision on that. Yeah, exactly. But one thing I would point out is that third person, speaking about a third person, they need to uh, adapt your personality and uh, do the post on your behalf as it yeah. was you that, did. That, that, that third person yeah. okay. uh, commentary is a bit weird. It's like, Jan Wall, Jan okay. Wall Knives. Great knives by Jan Wall, and then Jan Wall likes his own post, so, you know. <laughs> if I got someone to do that, this is what it would sound like. It'd be like this. Buy Alan's knives. They're really cool. You'll love them. They're really... <laughs> I would just be speaking out my ass. No one would actually buy into it and believe it. They would go, that's Alan's ass. That's not Alan. So can't wait for me. I always knew you talk Dude. shit, man. Okay, you win. My point. <laughs> we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just want to do uh, Marvin Mervin asked a question. Uh, indications of putting the blade through the heat treatment process twice. I think if you normalize correctly after your first heat treatment, then it shouldn't be a problem. And I've done that many times, and it's worked fine. I agree with this too. Every time I see someone. Do the normalizing, heat treat doesn't show up, it doesn't harden, then they stick it back into another heat treat. I always think, no, your brain growth is gone. Just, you don't even know what's going on there anymore. No, normalize and redo. Jan Wall, if it was stainless, what do you recommend? Yeah, I'll do the same. Just to break it, throw it away, and start again. Yeah, the thing But yeah, now one wall around. So it's only damage steel. Yeah, it's only hey, Dama, you know, it's about 5,000 bucks, but who cares? <laughs> okay, so the consensus here, and I do agree, is every time you go back into the quench, um, then you need to normalize. All right, but now this brings up a question. Triple quenches. I've done it. Stuart, I have done it. For a fact, you've done it. Alan, have you done triple quenches before? Yeah, I was cryogenic cycling afterwards, so yeah, I've been there. Yes. Okay, so, but in, in triple quenching, you're not normalizing in between the quenches. No, because that's redundant then. Because every okay, time you quench the grain... Uh, okay, sorry. So I correct myself, if I may. I correct myself. You quench once, you stick it back in the fire. Essentially, you are normalizing once again, but the quenches refine the grain very slightly, and this is where the belief that multiple quenches refines the grain and makes a tougher blade. However, for all the knives that are sold to customers, the ones that have been triple quenched and the ones that have received a single quench, nobody's told me that one performs better than the other. So I've stopped the triple quenching because it just seems like a waste of time. Yeah, but if you can get that triple quench exactly on the same spot every time, dude, the hormone you can get. Even yeah, okay, now, now, now you're talking about... Now you're talking about interrupted quench, Niels. You talk about interrupted quench. No, 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 it's not no, quite no. the same. No, 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 triple quench. So quench first, quench second, quench third. If you can get your quench depth exactly the same same depth by using a stop plate. Yeah. When got a stop plate, dude, man, yeah. you get perfect straight and perfect yeah. highly refined hormone. Yeah, <laughs> and that's often cool. reheating between each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is okay. also because of what you mentioned is done correctly. You will every single quench will have a grain refinement. Uh, uh, no result. Yeah, result in grain refinement. Uh, now, what we do uh, need to just mention here: a triple quench does not make a harder blade. You are more likely to fuck up doing a triple quench because number one, yeah. face it, it's uh, the first time you're doing it. Uh, rather speak to someone that has done it and if they have done it they will tell you to not do it 
don't risk it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's true. the reason I don't do it uh, anymore because I'm not Wayne Goddard, and yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not Ed, I'm not Ed Fowler. Sorry, I'm not Ed Fowler. No, I haven't spent years and years and years with Metella just researching this particular technique, and I'm just Stuart Smith who takes the best ball bearings that are available to me, draw them out, and that have been tested. Otherwise, I don't buy them. I get them from Neil. So if they shit, it's his fault. Okay. <laughs> But um, I I ensure that my thermocycling is correct because that's the most important thing, especially with the 52-100, which is what everybody likes the triple quench for, okay? So your thermocycling has to be on point. So you've got to do a reducing thermocycle from hot, medium, and to lower, all still non-magnetic and at critical temperature, uh, just below critical temperature. Only then can you harden the blade because that thermocycling is what gives you your grain refinement. So Great. then you're going to take that, you're going to quench it, you're going you're to have a nice, crisp, perfect grain structure, and you're going to stick it in the fire, and then you're going to do something wrong that's going to be 10 degrees higher, your oil is now too hot, all the conditions have changed, and you're going to do that again, and you, like Neil said, you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> so just do it once. Don't, don't yeah. fuck up. So moving, yeah, exactly. with uh, normalization in between cycles, yeah, man, it can be done. Done. You can, you can heat treat that thing five million times. Um, yeah. Rikus is asking, what is your advice on getting <laughs> your knife more popular and sell more? Don't sell knives, sell yourself. It is easy as that. Yeah. If you've got a question on how to do that, just... Well, just look at the four guys on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> we're not knives. We're selling ourselves. Done. I tried yeah. selling my body. Well, one guy. Nobody paid. wanted it. <laughs> they so, paid um, you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, man. We've got uh, another. Uh, how's it going, chaps? So, if you've got a question, like the little scrolly, I'm going to kill it because it really irritates me. But if you have a yeah. question, uh, feel not you, damn it, the guys watching. If anyone watching yeah. have a question, then uh, feel free to ask. Um, okay, so, Ellen, hollow grind or flat grind? Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. Flat. Ellen will go uh, flat all day long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. Now you have to say it again. No, Ellen. Flash. Ellen. Flash. Ellen. Steve. Oh, Steve. 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 Stop. 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 Supposed to be your wife, though. Okay, so we've got apparently another 13 minutes, and then it's an hour that we've been live on the, the estimated 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> this is not a simple question, but I mm -hmm. would like the most simplistic answer, if at all possible. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to keep quiet and then Alan fill in the gaps or agree or not agree. All right. So, Steve, all I'm going to do is I'm going to mute your mic. Jeepers, <laughs> look how quiet it is of you now. This is fantastic. Uh, sure, I'm now, your mic. now I can hear myself. Okay, so uh, here we go. Jan, Alan. Yes. Jan goes first and then Alan. How do you set the price on your knife? You've made a knife. You've got it in your hands, and you're wondering, what should I sell this for? Okay. <clears throat> what I basically do, I, I'll take all the materials that I've used, uh, and not just the steel and wood and, and pins. I go and work out the belts. What now? <laughs> the amount of wine that you drink while chatting yeah, with yeah, your mates. All, all that. I mean, all the things you use that people don't think your, your mask that you need to buy your glasses all the running costs on, on the shop uh the electricity all that stuff and I, i'll take a specific that model and i'll say okay 
this is the materials and I work out literally with every little thing. This is 50 cents for the pin. So much for that, so much for that. And then you get the, the materials you've used and then I'll double, just basically double the amount <clears throat> on that knife. That's for a standard production type knife. If I go to art knives, then I work hourly, uh, I'll work an hourly rate. Say, listen, I want to work, say, at 200 hours an hour, and I work it out according to that on that night, in short. Okay. Thank you. Alan, what, what's your take on this? How do you, how do you price your knives, dude? I ask Stu. <laughs> I take it up to Stu's house, and then I say, Stu, how much is this knife? And he's on mute at the moment, which is, that's really, it's good. That's, so, so what that's why I'm because, on mute. Can we mute you again, please? Please, Nils. So then I asked you, and then you said, wow, 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 wow. and you said, 2,000 Rand. I go, no. okay, good. I'm going to set it for 3,000 then. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens every time. <laughs> yep. anyway. And it works. I've actually done that. Never. If I, if I really like the guy's knife and I want to buy it, I, I lowball him on a price. Eh? And he goes, <laughs> oh, okay, so, okay, here's the cash. You know, take the knife. Done. So. <laughs> Right, so there, there is two completely different ways of pricing your knife, uh, and I think we'll work that into every single episode. Now, myself and Stuart have talked at length on pricing knives, so that, that's why we're not uh, adding any no, value we, at this point. We don't do it anymore. <laughs> okay, so, uh, um, Jan, are you a late night guy or an early guy, early morning guy? I was a late night guy until I had kids. Now I'm an early morning guy. <laughs> I like that. Alan, question That's for nice. you, sir. What is the longest time you have spent to date on a single night? Probably about. Um, I made a rapier. I started on. Sorry, Alan Mitchell made a rapier. He started on, on Monday morning at 12 and he finished on Friday at noon. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> about a hundred hours on the road here. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Probably about a hundred hours. hours on the road yeah, hundred and thirty hours. Yeah. Actual work hours. Well, Would you actually you work during that time? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was working. I was, okay, okay, I was okay. No, 100, 100 plus hours. That's good, man. That is freaking good. Yeah. yeah. And elapsed time over calendar, how many, like from when you started to you ended, around about how, how long was the calendar duration? In other words, was it months? Was it years? Was it No, it was, it was months. It was like, a, you know, the challenge of making a sword is you've got to find someone who's got a kiln because you, you really don't want to trust all the work you're going to put into it on a forge where you actually don't know if you can get it to the right temperature. And then when, and you're going to get cold spots in it. And then when you do the temperature, you cannot rely That's on, what, you've got to do it properly with temperature-controlled environments. That's why you drive out to Henning's place or out to Heaven Forge because they've got the nice Correct. long kiln and yeah. you don't have to yeah. worry about uneven heating. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. So, so when I say 120 hours, I also spend, I spent three hours driving to Kevin and Heather, and then I spent three hours driving back. That is time that goes into it. And Jan will say that you've got to build in all those little, little costs. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm now at a point where, uh, uh, okay, hold on. Exposure bucks. Okay, I've, I've already seen. Uh, 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 okay. The best way to get a homin on 5160. Uh, to put it in the bin and use 1070. Yes. Yeah, that works. I've done that before. <laughs> it very well for these two. I agree with you. Yeah, right. it's a great technique. Tried and tested. The steel is the 10 series steel. We're uh, assuming because the guys are now making their own 10 series steel and then bringing in equivalent shit. But a 10 series steel dictates, for instance, 1075 that there is iron and carbon in that blade only. Yeah. yeah? And it's just a simple steel, it's a shallow hardening steel, and therefore it's a bit more difficult to get a proper heat treat, but it shows a homon. Uh, transition to the Martins between Martinside and Perlite brilliantly. 
5160, which is a medium carbon spring steel. It is a complex steel as per the designation. Shallow hardening as well. It is uh, deep hardening. Is it, it I, is I always get that confused. Deep hardening steel. Deep hardening steel gives you a better heat treat all round. So, and, and 5160 is one of those magic steels. You really need to know your stuff in order to fuck it up. Yeah. So, if you yeah. now want to get a hum on 5160, give it to you a guy that works with stainless. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you can etch it on. Degrees, you need to be within three degrees of its heat treat temperature, which is not yeah. non magnetic. Okay, you need to be within three degrees from its heat treat temperature when you hit the oil, either up, up or down, below or above that heat treat temperature. Yeah, for it to show a vague hormone. So if you're doing a, a half-assed heat treat, you don't really know what you're doing, you're sticking in the oil and you're getting this nice bright hump on, on 5160, I can tell you now that you're working with EN45 and not 5160. Yeah. So to, to answer the question, dude, it is possible. All right. Uh, speak to me and I'll explain to you exactly how to do this. You're only going to do a single quench, but you're not going to do a freehand quench. You're going to do a, what I, I call a rigged quench or assisted quench, uh, where you take yeah. that blade, heat it up, it down you let go and it stays there and it cools down perfectly and when you can touch it with your hand then you theoretically will have a homon all right um i have done a double homon like a really nice solid homon with a ghost homon on top of it on 5160 um but i think we've all done it I, accidentally hey you know we've done it accidentally, done it accidentally. but if you asked us yeah, yeah. How, how we did it we couldn't tell you <laughs> It, it is possible to do a single one. Um, yeah, uh, Anthony is saying, yeah, uh, use my spreadsheet on costing. Uh, there is a video on YouTube on exactly how I do that, that costing. Uh, but on production stuff, it's easy. Uh, you can work out the costing on a blade on paper when you're doing the design, if everything is known. Yeah? Okay, and the more you do it, the easier it becomes to cost it. And, and that's why yes. I like Jan's. Uh, there's something... Three minutes. Then I've got to go cook dinner. Here we go. We've got Real Monster asking a question. Uh... So, local or international, maker or non-maker, who worldwide or a single person in the world that inspires you? Alan. Easy question, man. Easy answer. You know... It's, it's not, it's, it's always going to change, you know, from month to month, year to year. At the moment, the guy that I'm enjoying the most is a guy called Peter Johnson. He makes swords. Yeah. Peter is doing some incredible work, man. Uh, Jan. Yeah, it's the same for me. It changes, but I think the people who did get me started, I must say, Kevin Harvey and Heather Harvey, um, they were the, the heroes one looked up with when, we, when I started. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, Stu. Um, locally, definitely Kevin uh, is definitely a big influence on my work, and it's kind of obvious when you watch it. But internationally, Mike Cuisenberry, man, does integral sub-hilt, coffin handle, just my brain can't comprehend, and I need to go and organize $1,500 and go on his buddy integral course. And see how he achieves such masterful blades, really. Yeah, man. When I when I see his stuff, I just I just get fucking depressed. Seriously. Just throw your tools down, go over beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think I know what the working end of a file is, right? But that guy, mm -hmm. dude. <laughs> and if you if you look at all but his stuff, your, your files are like right? your your files are like Boxburg prostitutes compared to his man. <laughs> Rough, rough. <laughs> I like that. No, there's, oh, guys, there's, there's a lot of people uh, in Boxburg that are not happy with you now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sitting in Boxburg uh, today, Stu. <laughs> okay, so synthetics. Uh, synthetics. Synthetics are the best synthetic. thing to ship. Yeah. Yeah, and if you <laughs> are doing uh, woods. 
high-end bulls. Don't buy for the cheapest bull, buy the, the most expensive. Also stabilized. Or Everything must be stabilized, stabilized if you want to ship it. Yeah. Yeah. Stabilized bulls. Do you want a piece of wood that is now plastic but was wood in his previous life? That's what you want. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. Okay. And the best handle material, I can tell you what handle material you should not be using is uh, giraffe bone, uh, any type of ivory, and uh, African blackwood. Stay away from those yeah. three categories. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you issues if you want to ship, yeah. Uh, All right. Is that it? Hold on. There's another one. Uh, question, one can more. one still be competitive in the national market without a CNC? Um, Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Gee whiz, man. Yeah. Niels, myself, Jan. I don't know about Alan. Yeah. I think he still makes knives. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I look at his hair, he's probably doing more surfing than making knives, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to still climb into him. I mean, he yeah, was a very corporate dude sitting up here. Then all of a sudden, next moment we hear, he's walking off down to Cape Town where the sea and the mountain oh, and the wind is. Um, and then what, what do we see on social media? All of a sudden, he's turned into a hippie. And then nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing about life. The next moment, he's fucking building a tent. I initially thought his wife would disappoint him. And then he's got this whole fucking thing about a party and he's moving into the shed and then there's fucking knife machines. But I'm yet to see a knife coming out of that shed. Hey, good question. Yes. And then he's sitting on a live chat with us. All right. Yeah, dude, that's something you made up here and you just took it down and you put a bolster on. Yeah, yeah, man. Else's knife. And I'm just watching. What is he doing? Knife, right? At the ass end of the thing, he pulls out a knife. Had four or five sips of wine. Yeah, yeah you got that. I am completely still corporate. I just this look works for what I do now. You know, for, for lockdown, protecting the back of my neck <laughs> when I'm walking around <laughs> in sunny Cape. <laughs> Alan, you, you know why? Cape Town uh, is called the mother city. No, because it? everything down there it takes fucking nine months to happen. So now <laughs> you only get to make a half nine a year, buddy, and it's good. Yep. Two nice. <laughs> and a sword. Right, man. Craig, uh, <laughs> uh, buddy, um, I think uh, you might want to upgrade your, your files. Yeah. And no sticking your yeah. files in very cloud and trying to get the the last fucking ditch whatever life out of it. Just go and buy new files, man. You don't have to buy yeah. the Swiss Orb top of the range. It's just the cheapest, cheapest ass file that you can buy is going to be sharper than your 400-year-old files that you currently have. Um, and, and that's where I'm at. I've got an extremely large selection of files. And uh, I think from the odd 50 that's on the wall back there, there might be three that are still usable. So now my files have become a display team. Yeah, I've got about 40 files. I think I used three of them. Rihanna's asking you, Alan, where have you got shoes on? Oh, show us the feet. Show us the feet. Yeah, I don't even have underpants on, man. On a blade talk session. We want to check the calluses? It's, it's either that or he's wearing flip-flops. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you a full screen, right? It is not showing us because it's true. No, we're not. We're not. No, nope. we're not. Leave it up, mystery. Not going there. Yeah. Ben, apparently, Alan's shoes is not up. No, he won't show us his hairy hobbit feet. That's going to be my the, the, the subject of my next Instagram post. Rian's interested in my feet, man. Rian, I got you. Yeah. Man. So I'm going to leave you guys uh, with one yeah. final thought or a story right, from each of you. Um, it's either a positive or a negative. I don't particularly care, but it has to be fucking funny. Yeah? Yeah. What is the, the, the coolest or the worst thing that you have seen online in the last 48 hours. 48 hours? What, right now? Yeah. Or so can the last be 48 tomorrow? Hours. <laughs> okay, let, let's do it. In the last week, what is the coolest thing you've seen? Or the worst thing that you've seen? Ask me, ask me, ask me. 
Okay, Alan, what did you see? <laughs> Two days ago, Pentagon released satellite, or not satellite, actual video footage of UFOs from 2007. And in this uh, day and age, no one actually gives a damn. Like, so what, the UFOs, but we are, we're dealing with other problems at the moment. I thought that was just Is this so the one cool. that the, the, the UFO is flying over the moon surface? No. No, 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 no. Not that one. Uh, oh, this is another one. Two days ago, it's a confidential um, videotapes that Pentagon released on, on actual UFOs. But is this, no, is, 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 are these photographs Keep taken with the specific, yeah, the very fuzzy okay. cameras they used to take pictures of Bigfoot? <laughs> it's those special cameras. True. This is true. Yeah, true. This is not UFO. You, UFO is always out of focus. Doesn't matter that we've got 4K cameras. Nope, UFO's got to be out of focus. Guy was off duty. You know, he couldn't push the little button in the middle that said focus on the UFO. When the Pentagon <laughs> said we're releasing video footage of, of UFOs, you've got to pay attention, man. I don't, you know, handle material. Can you imagine the night material in that thing? What happens if that thing... But did you <laughs> But don't you know UFOs only ever visit America? What's your thing, man? What did you see? I don't know. I woke up early one morning. That's about the strangest thing that ever happened to me. So, yeah, I'm going to need longer to think about it than, than what we have now. <laughs> All right, Jan. <clears throat> the strangest thing I've seen was Niels phoning me yesterday. I think that's the strangest <laughs> thing. <I've ever> <laughs> you, you, you make a valid point. <laughs> yes, that, that's got to win. More weirder yeah. than UFOs, Niels phoning somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Alan, dude, on, on yours, I actually saw a post of a new sarcophagus that was discovered in Egypt. And yeah. there was one chick that commented and said, put it back. Now is not the time. <laughs> no. Don't read from the Book of the Dead. <laughs> if you've done yeah, anything naughty in the last 20 years, this is when you should let people know about it because no one's paying attention anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you uh, for, for taking uh, the time out of your day to talk a bit of crap with me. Shoot the breeze. Yeah. Um, for everyone that don't know, go and follow Jan Val and Alan Mitchell um, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, but, and you can literally don't use follow me. their name. Okay? Uh, don't follow Stuart Smith because you need to follow Smith and Forge Knife. <laughs> and me, well, just, just hit on subscribe, right? Um, and that's it. Um, I promise I will at least offend one person per day uh, for the next 365 days. You want to stick around for that. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to say, well, let's get the fuck out of here and there will be at least one person that will be offended with my language. Yeah? All right. Please comment if that offended you because I would really want to take that further and even offend you even more. All right. So that was from the bearded bastards. That's all of you guys, not me. Um, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Was that, was an or, are those your pubes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm referring to the royal we. The royal we. Guys, we're out of here. In five, Cheers. four, three, goodbyes. Cheers, Bye. guys. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for joining us.